Welcome back, listeners, to the Hacking Autism podcast, the podcast all about leveraging autism as your unfair advantage. Today, I am joined once again by my friend Ashley, and we are going to talk about active and passive touch. When we first met each other, we had a lovely meal together at an awesome Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. Tea House in Minneapolis. For any local listeners, you should check it out. But what I remember about that conversation is how we discussed active and passive touch. Can you help the listener understand how that conversation began? Um, that conversation began with you telling me about your dream to do the autism podcast sure. and how that was yep. a speaking over mm-hmm. your life that you wanted to impact that community of people sure. and you wanted to empower that community of people and create a business and employ that community of people because of their certain strengths. Sure. And I was like, oh, that's really amazing because my son is unofficially diagnosed with very high functioning autism. Um, I guess Asperger's is no longer a technical term. Um, but we'll used. still use it. We will. We will. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's he's he calls himself Aspie, and um, I just looking back on him as you know a mother raising a child. You want to hold your baby. You want to touch your baby. You want them to come to you and run to you after school and, sure. and scoop them up in your arms. And it's it's a little bit different for him because. If it was his idea for touch or for, for contact, physical contact, mm-hmm. then he was all in 110%. It was great. Smuggle yeah. bug. Mm-hmm. But if you asked him or, or demanded of him, you know, come give me a hug, mm-hmm. and he just wasn't into it, then it was like pulling teeth. Sure. And I'm like, okay, are you just, you know, shy or, or what's going on? Or is it... Or are you being a punk right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or are you just having an attitude? Um, and this would happen frequently with my grandmother. She would demand this physical attention from him. And be very offended and very upset mm-hmm. and make a huge deal and almost embarrass him. Wow. Because, you know, he just wasn't into, you know, having this prolonged hug from grandma sure. randomly out of the blue the second he walked in from the door after school, which was very stimulating for him. Mm-hmm. He's just, he needs his time to decompress. Yeah. Um, we explained this. It was not accepted. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff was kind of talked about mm-hmm. when we first met. And then you brought up the active and passive touch, which I had never heard of before, but it instantly clicked, like, that's my son. So for those not familiar with that concept, I learned this from my counselor, this idea of active and passive touch. Active touch is often when someone uh, reaches out and gives you a hug, or they, Lord forbid, give you a neck massage. Um... (laughs) And or they want to hold your hand. They are initiating it, and it can often be overwhelming, overstimulating. But then there's passive touch, which I would categorize as my husband putting his hand underneath my thigh. That is an acceptable thing, which is like minimal pressure. I don't have to do anything back. I can just receive that he's trying to love on me in that moment. Or if someone's sitting shoulder to shoulder, I would consider that passive touch. Or if your knees are touching, those are situations that, in my mind, I don't really have to opt in a great deal. 
But that person who's not on the spectrum can feel loved, can feel connected to me. And so there were these two different categories, active and passive touch, that my counselor had challenged me to break up or decouple in my mind what things fall into which category so that I could still be a person that interacted and loved others well. That, you know, if my husband's love language is touch, well, how do I bridge the gap in that situation? So we were discussing, you had mentioned your son, you know, he, oh, he doesn't really like hugs. And so then we broke that down. And once you heard my definition or breakdown of active and passive touch, what shifted in your mind or what did you do next? Um, well, I kind of just changed the way that I, you know, was aware of sure. touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially with my son, like I was like, okay, well, let's leave him in control because mm-hmm. I want to hug. I'm the mom. I just, you know, I want to hug my son. Of course. So I'm like, hey, come here, give me a hug. Nope. That's me demanding something from him mm-hmm. that he might not be feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I just flipped the dialogue around. I'm like, you know what would be so awesome right now, Bruce? A Bruce hug. Hmm. And then it was like, he had this mighty control and empowerment, like that yep. he could give me this gifting of his, you know, physical touch and embrace. Mm-hmm. And it was, they were always the most intense, warm, amazing hugs. And it was so different than, than just like a casual hug. Like it was, it was really him loving on me mm-hmm. instead of just agreeing into the hug. Mm-hmm. So it was also empowering for him because he was in control and that he thought of himself as able to help provide mom. me yeah. with something that I need mm-hmm. that only he can fill. Yep. So it was, it was amazing the turnaround for that. Um, so, so that's something that I shared with the rest of the family mm-hmm. that we've implemented that has impacted him greatly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really um, been a good thing. And also with his little brother to kind of help understand you know, because little brothers, they want to fight and hit and kick. And a lot Tug, of times, yeah. you Wrestle know, with and if you're on the spectrum, that overstimulation of can sometimes be too much. It's too mm-hmm. much. And then you lash out and then you're mm-hmm. hitting little brother. And yep. then it's like, you don't mean to hurt him, but, you know, stop. So mm-hmm. it kind of, um, you know, helped negate a lot of those situations as well. Um, but it was very, very interesting in, in my marriage as well. I kind of. You applied that lesson to I yourself? I did. I implemented that to myself. I explained it with my husband. And, and how was that received? How did you How did you unpack that new concept to someone that's like, well, touch is touch, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of explained it. And I think it's a, an odd thing for me because being on, on the spectrum, but then touch is also one of my love languages. Sure. How do you wrestle so, like, and reconcile that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's almost like a... You yeah. know, two opposing tides in yourself. Sure. So, um, and that's why I think I was able to to word that differently differently with my son about the hug, because I'm like, okay, sure, like- I know that it's important for you to have that physical contact with your mom, mm-hmm. but it needs to be on your terms and your idea. Yeah. It's important for me to give and receive that to you. Mm-hmm. So, how do we make that work where we can both get that that input and you know, that need met. Mm -hmm. So I kind of bled that over into, into my marriage as well. Um, And so did you say, you know, sweetheart, there are two types of touch, active, passive. 
How did the conversation take shape? Just how did you introduce it? And、um, I just said that hey, I had this really amazing conversation、sure. about you know physical contact that really made a, a poignant、mm-hmm. um, you know mark in my life, and I want to talk about this with you and, and what it means. And I want to just you know try to do things a little differently and see how you know that helps or hinders.、Mm-hmm. And so we did do things a little differently,、um, but giving me that space, and then there was、um, there's like markers that we would use with each other, like okay, like cues,、yeah. yes. So there was cues, and you know I don't want you just you know touchy touchy.、Mm. But、much. I, but I do, you know. But、yeah. I do. I'll take that ne- neck massage. Sure. But you got to wait till I, till I tell you.、Yep. Mm-hmm. But I tell you that now's the time. Neck massages are okay, or do not touch my neck right now. <laughs> so you know, it was kind of a kind of a rough thing to go through and navigate. Was it well received in、um, terms of like, okay, this is the code. This is why it matters. It was well received, but implementation was extremely、sure. challenging. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if you have a life together after twelve years,、yeah. you know, at the time,、um, yeah, thirteen years of marriage, it was、mm-hmm. like,、um, you know, but it gave him clarification of like why sometimes things were so well received, and then other times it's like just horrible get, idea. Get away! <laughs> just please go over there.、Yeah. Um, you know, give it more space.、Mm-hmm. So it was an enlightening thing,、um, for sure. But it was. I say more so invaluable to the relationship with my son,、um, because we both have that love languages touch and that easily overloaded spectrum issue with touch. Sure, sure. Now, what would your advice be to others listening to this podcast? Trying to broach that subject with someone that's significant in their life, with a parent, with a, a friend, in terms of like, hey, when is too much too much? How do you establish those signals? How do you bring it up?、Um, I mean, you just have to be pretty blatantly honest, and to be honest, it's not going to be very well received by a few people that you're going to be talking about this to. Sure, and you have to, them to change, and you have、bit. to be prepared for that because there are some people who might be, you know,、Old、for、school. whatever、mm-hmm. re, you know reason, narcissistic or or very insecure or demanding people in your life、um, that might be extremely offended、mm-hmm. and might be very, you know, hurt because you're asking for respect, you know, of a thing in your life, and、mm-hmm. they're just they take that as an offense. So there's that dynamic that is going to come up. Sure. Um, with、yep. certain people more than others, usually it's a family member. Usually it's somebody a little older generation. Sure.、Um, you know, people that are taught, well, that's just manners to go up and hug grandma when you walk in the door.、Mm-hmm. And then there's the one kid that never wants to hug grandma, and that kid's in trouble all the time because they're being rude to grandma, and grandma's feelings are hurt.、Um, so it's important to just be very honest and say, hey, this is how I feel about touch. Um, these are the things that we can do to navigate touch between the two of us,、mm-hmm. and this this is what needs to happen、um, for us both to get the most out of the relationship、mm-hmm. with our touch and respect for each other.、Um, you know, it's nothing to do with you personally. This is just simply the way God made me,、mm-hmm. and how I'm comfortable living in the world of touch.、Um, and bring up things like the cues,、um, 
you know, different timings. Like, hey, when I walk in the door, give me a few minutes. Don't, oh, don't that, just that don't just priceless. Yeah. Don't just come and you know smother me all over mm-hmm. ooh, with the heavy perfume and all, oh Lord, okay. Um, it could be very very overwhelming. So just that, hey, let me walk in the door, you know, greet each other, give me five minutes, and then we can get settled in and have that time, you know, for a hug or you know some kind of embrace or sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. and, and you can put your your hand on my knee, you know, and ask me how mm-hmm. I'm doing. Um, just, I mean, blatant honesty. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be re- well received by all, mm-hmm. but for the most part, people will be so relieved that you're just to get clear. You're explaining yeah. why this is a thing for you, and that why that mixed message of oh, well, you know, they don't like me, or you know, something about me puts them off. Nope, it's just you know my weird touch thing. So here's what we're going to do about it. Here's the solution. Here's something we can mm-hmm. try. Let's fix it. It wasn't you, and mm-hmm. it's not me either. It's just simply the way it is. Mm-hmm. So let's navigate it yeah. and have healthy relationships yep. out of respect. So just be prepared for the for the few people that aren't going to be yeah. so um, receptive of that. Well, and what you said reminded me of my conversation with Tyler to my husband to basically create those markers of like, okay, when is it a good time to give a hug or not a good time to give a hug and deb my mentor said well what if what if you had something silly like knocking on a table or knocking on wood like just and (laughs) basically that is a signal to me that my husband would like to hug me which is every bit his right to hug me and I can go, I can quickly shake my head no and say, not, no, not the time. <laughs> or I can be like, yep, I would love a, you know, a Tyler bear hug. And because, or I joke that he's my Temple Grandin squeeze machine because like he gives very firm hugs. And so he'll knock on the dash of our car. He'll knock on our countertop to say, I would love some touch is now a good time. And that's really been made a world of difference. And if I say no, um, then sometimes he'll, you know, if we're driving the car, he'll put the hand underneath the thigh because that's passive touch instead of active touch. And it's made a world of difference. So I hope that you guys consider and reflect what are markers that you could implement in your own life or who do you need to have this conversation with mm-hmm. where it really could make a world of difference in loving them well and in turn receiving love from them so consider that if you guys have made it this far thank you so much consider hitting that subscribe button or leaving us a review would love to hear back what did you guys think with that we'll catch you guys next time